Alright, well I'm going to just preach short tonight. I'm just going to share a thought with you. And I really enjoy getting to hear all the specials. Very good stuff. But turn to Second Chronicles chapter 5. Uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time kind of proving my point in this message tonight because you all took up a lot of my time that I had, which is fine. Uh, I, got, I, got a right, I got a short version and a longer version of this message, so I'm going to give you the short version tonight. But I want to talk about the uniting effect of music real quick. There's something about music that can bring us all to a, a, a similar focal point where we're all thinking about the same thing. You know, we're all singing the same thing. And this... Uh, uniting effect of music, it's something that can be used for good or bad. And we see both in the world today. We see it being used for good. We see That's what we do in church. We saw some of that tonight. But we also see it used for bad quite often in the world. And I want to show you some examples of how we see it being used for good and bad in the Bible. And I think it's interesting, but I like to picture this uh, story right here. Of course, this is after Solomon when he's getting ready to ded- dedicate the temple of God. And in 2 Chronicles chapter 5, verse 12, it says, Also the Levites, which were the singers, all of them, of Asaph, of Heman, of Jeduthun, and their sons and their brethren, being arrayed in white linen, having cymbals and psalteries and harps, stood at the east end of the altar, and with them an hundred and twenty priests, sounding with trumpets. And it came even to pass, as the trumpeters and singers were as one, to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord, when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For He is good, for His mercy endureth forever, that then the house was filled with the cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priest could not stand a minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. And I like to picture this here, thinking there's, it mentions 120 trumpeters, just that. Plus, there's probably hundreds of singers. There's hundreds of other instruments. They all come together. The Bible says there's a word to make one sound. So here they are. They're all in the same song. And you know, if you get that many people together in a big crowd, singing the same song, playing the same music, and it's one of praise to God. And we see some of these people that are mentioned. We don't have time to go to all the Scriptures, but these were people that were good at what they did too. They were good at their singing. They were skilled in their instruments. And when they got together in praise to God, we see that the presence of God, I mean, it showed up literally. God comes down on that temple and just a cloud filled that temple. And the glory of God was so strong, it was so powerful, the priest couldn't even handle to go in there. Now, I don't know about you, but that just I think that would have been a pretty neat thing to see. I think what happened there when God showed up, one, I think God was just showing... Uh, his approval of this temple that they had built. But I think also, I think God was pleased with what was going on. I think God saw how the hearts were all united, how they were all praising God, and it pleased God, and He showed up. And listen, even you just you are not going to be able to help sometimes, but get in a good mood and get into a spiritual mood when you're around good music like this. I mean, to be around... Hundreds of people singing, playing instruments, all singing and playing the same thing, all making one sound, not just some chaotic racket like you see in the rock and roll music going on today, making one sound like that, you're not going to help but be able to just want to get caught up in that and to be and to participate in that. You know, as many of the people are singing tonight, I'm kind of sitting over there just kind of singing along myself. You know, when you hear some good music, 
There's something about it. You just want to get involved and you want to participate. You want to do what everybody else is doing. And in the case of using good music, and like we see here, what it was motivating people to do was a very good thing, and that is praise the Lord. We see in Psalms 150, it talks about praising the Lord and praising Him with all the different instruments and praising Him with the singing. All of that is good. Those are good things that God wants us to do. And music, it helps get us in that mindset. It helps get all our focus in the right place. Okay, like right now, you all are sitting and you're you're listening to me while I'm preaching. But you know what? While you all are looking this way, your minds could be in 20 different places right now. You know, there's no telling. You know, not everybody's probably paying attention to what I'm saying. Okay, now you are because I'm talking about it. But that happens. Or I can just kind of see it sometimes where we're all here, but we're not all here. Okay. But when the singing's going on, when the music's going on, when we're all singing, when we're all participating, you can't help but be in that moment. And I believe worship does that. Music helps with that. And music is something that we see always being used in worship in the Bible. But you know what? Sometimes it's used for bad. Turn over to Daniel chapter 3. I think what we see going on right here in Daniel chapter 3 is, is very interesting. Because here's the thing too with music. You know, music... Said so it, it unites us, it gets us all thinking about the same thing, and it can be used for bad. Sometimes it gets us thinking about bad things. All right? I talked about this last week, how you can be at a ball game and they'll start playing certain songs and it's like everybody knows what to do. Well, sometimes what everybody wants to do in some songs is not good. Okay? That is the case sometimes. And I believe right here what we see in the story, and I'm not going to take time to read it, I don't have much time, and I'm going to be honest and stick to that timeline that I promised you. But you all know the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Nebuchadnezzar sets this image up and he wants everybody united in worship of that image, doesn't he? He wants everybody bowing down. And he says there's going to be a time at a certain time of the day we are all going to worship it. And what did he kick it all off with? He kicks it all off with music. It says in verse 4, then a herald cried aloud to you, It is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbuck, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. You know what he's trying to do right here? He's trying to start a tradition that with using music, that where people are going to hear certain music and they're just going to know, bow down and worship. He And, you know, do, do we not have some of that in our own country today? I mean, what, there are some things we all automatically know what to do when we hear certain music. Okay, We've all been at a wedding before, and as soon as you hear that dun, 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 what do we do? We stand up. Right? You know, it's this kind of respect for the bride as she comes in. Here comes a bride song, in case I didn't do the tune very good. We all know we're just automatically supposed to stand up. You know, if you start hearing the national anthem, you know, it's just in us. You know, you stand up, you take your hat off, you put your hand over your heart or whatever. It's just kind of in us. We, we know that we're supposed to do that because it's just a part of our culture. It's a tra- tradition. And all you have to do is play the music and do people not know exactly what to do? They know exactly what to do. That, and music does that. And in the story, Nebuchadnezzar, he's trying to start something. And I don't know what the tune sounded like, but they had it all planned out. They had the music all figured out. If we are going to get these people used to worshiping and bow before the image, you know, we need something to kind of kick it off, to kind of get everybody in the mood, to get everybody united. And so they did. They sounded the music. 
But thank God there were three people there that said, you know what? We're not going to do this. There were three guys that did not unite. And you know what? It, shut, it ended up shutting the whole thing down, didn't it? They tried to keep it going. He gave them another chance. They still didn't bow. And then what did they do? They threw him in the fiery furnace. But thank God it didn't hurt him. God brought him out of it. And guess what? It stopped it. That tradition never happened. And had it not been for three, those three guys, it would have only been a matter of time and all they would have had to do is play that music and everybody would have known what to do. They're going to fall down and they're going to worship that image. They, that type of thing, it goes on over in Israel today and in many of the Muslim countries. If you go into the Palestinian areas, when we were over there, I think it was in Bethlehem or Nazareth, one of those places, I remember there were certain times of the day and all of a sudden you'd hear the singing and it was like, it's kind of this weird moaning stuff that the Muslims do. That was probably a really bad example of it. But when they do, man, those guys know what to do. They take their shoes off and they hit the ground and they start praying. And what do they do to kick it off? Music. Because music, it puts us all in the same mindset. And that type of thing is used for good and it's often, it's often used for bad. And that's why it's important that we're listening to the right kind of stuff. That we don't allow ourselves to be programmed. Because let me tell you something, the world is programming us with stuff. And if you're separated from that, if you're not listening to that junk, you're not going to be as inclined to do those things. There's been times I've been at ball games and different places and uh, all of a sudden certain music starts playing and everybody starts doing the same thing and I'm just kind of like, what's going on? I don't know the song. You know, I'm not familiar with this tradition. And whenever that happens, I'm proud of it. I'm like, I didn't know what to do. When that song started, and it feels really good, you know. And and but there's other things we all kind of know what to do. I remember it was a couple years ago. My wife and I we went to the Dixie Stampede in Branson, Missouri, where they do like all these uh, tricks on horses and things like that. And when it got done, they went and they did this big patriotic thing. And they they come out with all the American flags and they get this patriotic music going. Well, this is you know right or, not long after. They passed the whole gay marriage thing, which just kind of really put me over the edge on a lot of stuff. And I remember I'm sitting there, and it was like a part of me wanted to get excited. But then there was this another part of me that's like, you know, I probably shouldn't be getting real excited right now. Our country's doing some really disgusting stuff. And I remember I kind of felt bad about it, you know, because I was like, man, I'm just I'm not very patriotic. And most of y'all probably remember the Nettervilles. Uh, he's preached here a few times before about the Scott Netterville. And they were actually at the Dixie Stampede the same time we were. And I remember after we uh, we got done, we went out for ice cream. We met with him. We went out for ice cream. And he was talking about it. He was just like, he's our brother Tommy. He's like, when they played that song tonight, he was just like, just didn't do the same thing it used to do for me. He's like, I just didn't, I don't know, I just, I wasn't feeling real patriotic. And I was like, well, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one feeling that way. But, you know, the thing is, that music... Okay? It just it told me I needed to do something that I probably shouldn't have been doing with what was going on in our country. And I didn't do it, but I felt conflicted. Why? Just because of music. All right, That music, it automatically makes us want to do certain things. And that's why we've got to be careful and we've got to separate ourselves from the things of this world. We don't need to be familiar with their music. We ought to have our own and it's not going to mix with the world's this real quickly, I want to show you this verse, Psalms 137. It says, By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down, yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. This is after Israel 
gets taken captive, or Judah gets taken captive, says, We hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. For they that carried us away captive required of us a song, and they that wasted us required of us mirth, saying, Sing unto us, sing us one of the songs of Zion. They're like, Y'all are musical people. Y'all do a lot of singing. But listen to what they said. They said, How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? You know what they're saying? Man, we're just not feeling it right now. We've been taken captive. We're not in our land. You know, our temple's been destroyed. A lot of our singing that we do is about that. How can we sing these songs in a strange land? They're saying, you know, we're just we're not feeling it right now. We're in the wrong place. This we're in, we're in a bad situation. They were in a backslidden state, and there's just some music that don't go doesn't go together. And let me tell you something: our music and the world's music, they don't mix together. And we don't need to try to blend them. We do not need to go taking the world's music and putting Christian words to it and bringing it in church. We don't need their style. We don't, we don't need any of that stuff. It doesn't mix. And you know what? We are not here to unite with the world. We're here to unite in spirit when it comes to the things of God. And so you know what? We're going to keep our music separated from the junk in this world. And I believe that's what God wants. So just a, just a little thought about the uniting effect of music. Watch out for that. Watch out what you're listening to. The world's trying to program you with that stuff. We could, I could play certain things right now. I could put thoughts in your head. Just because of music. It, it, there's no doubt that that works. So I hope you will be careful in what you listen to. So with that, let's pray to your Lord. We thank you so much for your goodness to us. We thank you for all the good singing tonight. We thank you for how we were ministered. Uh, to through the music. And dear God, I just pray you'll help this uh, a little thought that was shared tonight uh, to be a blessing and help us to just uh, keep the junk out of our lives. Help us not to listen to things that will uh, take us away from you. Help us not unite with the world with all the wickedness that's going on. Pray you'll bless each one for it. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's go ahead.